Okay. We are now recording. <laughs> Get that last nick ripped. <laughs> okay. Hey friends, welcome to Do Better. Because you should always do better on the Lord's Day. I'm Maggie J. Hunter. I'm Carrie. And we are two besties at Bucknell University. <laughs> we are sophomores. We don't know what we want to do with our lives yet. We're probably going to end up sleeping outside the Big Ben one day. Or wow. inside the Big Ben. <laughs> don't limit yourself. <laughs> the Buckingham Palace. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Anyways, we have decided to make this podcast because we think there are a lot of things that people in the world can do better at. Yeah, and who is better to do that than me and Maggie? Yeah. Um, the pinnacle of beauty, health, <laughs> grace, and intelligence, <laughs> camp, critical looking thinking. camp right in the eye, <laughs> queens of camp. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, and so to kick off this very special pilot episode, we are going to have a toast to us. Um, for being the best that we can be and for imparting our wisdom on, on the people. The people, so that they can be the best that they, they can, can be. Because we care. We care. We do. We care for the people. And so I have a bottle of champagne and some nice glasses that my mom got me for my birthday. So we will be hopefully <laughs> popping the cork <laughs> right now. But we've struggled at this for a bit. So we'll oh, see. We'll see. So if you just here, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I actually cannot do this. Okay. Why is it? Why? Okay, so we're back and update. We we got it open. <laughs> we had to watch a video, <laughs> um, but then we got it. So, so some <laughs> ASMR, ASMR moment. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Very bubbly. Thank you. Anyway, so, yeah, today's Sunday. It's Lord's Day. Yeah, I'm an atheist Jew. Yes. Um, I'm not even baptized. I was illegally baptized. We can get to that at some point. Okay. Anyways, cheers. So, first so, topic of discussion. our very first episode, mm-hmm. which is just about you and me, because we're so... Yeah, <laughs> and our friendship. <laughs> we're so... Annoying. Okay. Well, we have to give context, you yeah, know. So we met it makes sense. Freshman year of college. First day. Yeah, first day. Yeah. Carrie lived technically three rooms down from me. Yeah. I was in 321. She's in 324. She's in 324 right now. 324 <laughs> again. We're literally giving out our locations. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know which dorm. You yeah. don't know which dorm. I'm in Larison. Yeah, and I'm in Harris. Period. Um, So we lived in the same hall, same Rose College, which is the arts. Yeah. But you, like, genuinely had an interest in the arts. I think that's the difference. I came into the arts and everyone was, like... You kind of just ended up there. Yeah, because I like movies and stuff. And I found kids that like movies, but I didn't realize that I know theater kids or band kids. Well, to be fair, though, like, I think you very much went into arts, res thinking that it would be, like, macaroni crafts. And that's exactly what it was. So yeah, I was surprised. It by, like, worked out well. Yeah, I was legit. I don't know if this sounds terrible, but I was legitimately surprised by like the scale in which, like, everyone I knew did the arts. Like, 
Yeah. People were like in band or like were artists or singers. Yeah. Like did acting. Like I didn't think it'd be to like that degree. I just thought I didn't really think twice about the rest colleges. I just did them. I think it was like an interesting program because I went in expecting that and thinking that (laughs) (laughs) the activities that we did would reflect that. (laughs) But instead it was kind of just like make a playlist about birds. (laughs) And we were like Blackbird by the Beatles. (laughs) <laughs> fly like a bird like Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> Trump we're gonna I like how we give no context on our friendship but this is actually a perfect setup for what we're gonna be calling on this show hot take time where we present a hot take yeah um normally we'll plan them in advance but we hadn't but this one just came up so naturally yeah I don't like Beanie Feldstein I'm so sorry <laughs> I really don't I, she had me kind of at the beginning, because I know she's friends with Ben Platt. Lady Bird. Yeah, and Lady Bird, and I was like, oh, this is like a sweet little girl, like, she came out of nowhere, like, (laughs) she and Ben Platt were like childhood friends. First of all, I didn't realize that the two of them went to, like, one of the most elite private schools in California. Yeah, like, nepotism babies. Yeah, I didn't realize they were nepotism babies. They are. And here's the thing. If I'm condemning Beanie Feldstein, I probably should be mad at Ben Platt, too. But the guy sings like an angel, okay? Beanie Feldstein, though, just annoys me in everything I she's think, in. I'm sorry. She seems so nice. I liked her in... Well, I liked her in Lady Bird, because I thought she was, she was funny there. I liked her in... I liked Booksmart, so I liked... I don't know if I liked her... I don't know if I liked her or if I liked Booksmart. I, I liked think, both I movies. Think, I think I liked Booksmart, but I didn't, like, feel very intensely for her. I was just like, okay... Um, yeah. I liked, but, and then there's a new one coming out where she's going to be in... Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. And I want to see how she does well, that. Well, I like Monica Lewinsky, so... She's a producer. You know that... Yeah. Falcon is an executive producer on American Crime Story? I was like, this that bitch. seems so... She's, like, everywhere. She's also Jonah Hill's cousin. No, sister. Sister? She's his, she's his sister. Sister? And then Jonah Hill and Beanie Falcon's older brother used to be the manager for Maroon 5. So she knows her. Like they Damn. all. She's she's got she's got a bill. And then isn't Ben Platt's dad Mark Platt? I don't know who. Isn't ben he like the is. professor or not the Wait. professor, the producer? Wait. Well, you can pull it up. I, ben Platt. I fully didn't Let's know Google who this. Ben Platt was until Pitch Perfect, when he was the little yeah. magi- the magician. His fucking <laughs> Benji. Oh, but that's the thing. I love Benji. Benji. Yeah, Mark Platt is, is Mark? like, he produced, like, La La Land, the trial show. What? Chicago. He's, like, a massive, massive producer. That's his dad? Yeah, he did Legally Blonde. That was his first, like, big, big film. Side note. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason I got into college was because I watched Legally Blonde in middle school. No, sophomore year of high school. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for the peoples. But no, I didn't know about Ben Platt. Yeah. Was he, like, originally on, like, Broadway? Like, what did he... Yeah, he he did Book of Mormon, and then he did Pitch Perfect, some other things, and then he did Dear Evan Hansen, and now he does music. Like he means- and the Dear Evan Hansen movie, movie. where he looks, looks thirty four. How old is he actually? What's is this supposed actually? to be like? Is he this, is twenty seven. He, like inten- he looks forty. Yeah, is it supposed to be like intentional that he looks older? No, it's like a, it's just they want no. him. Yeah, they just wanted him because he's Ben Platt and it's Dear Evan Hansen and, and Ben Platt the, is Evan Hansen. And, you know, great points. But, so the my my bone that I have to pick is that the 
the the awards that I wanted to win that I could never win. A guy won them named Andrew Barth Feldman, and he then got cast as Evan Hansen on oh. Broadway okay. for like the year before COVID hit. Okay. He was gonna leave the show to go to Harvard, anyways, because you know he's dumb. Because <laughs> he's a dumbass, so he's going to Harvard. Harvard. He's settling for Harvard, so he was he was gonna leave. Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway to go to Harvard. Okay. But he, this kid, is he's so incredible. Like, he literally looks. He just. He looks he, so he looks smart. He does. He looks, you know, believably seventeen because oh, he is. He's not twenty-seven. He looks like he drives like an electric car. And he's fucking insane. Like he's. Yeah. I think he's actually my favorite version of oh. Evan Hansen. Yeah. Because Ben Platt's great, but he's just kind of too Look old. Look how wrong this looks with the two of them. Yeah. Th- he looks like his dad. Like, okay. Anyways. Beanie Feldstein. Um, Beanie Feldstein, yeah. I don't know. She just irritates me. Like, Booksmart, I just... I liked All her, of her characters... Yeah, I liked Book, Booksmart, but her character, like, got on my nerves sometimes. That's... And that's my thing. Which I guess is I good. Think, is, but, like... I think her typecast is characters who get on your nerves. Which means that, that I, I don't. Agree with. I don't really like her, the, but I think that actually, like now that I'm thinking about it, that just means that she's doing an exceptionally good job. Maybe. So I, I shouldn't hate her because she's yeah. just performing so well. Also, I feel like she is going to be a good Monica Lewinsky. Oh, I think so. Actually, Monica Lewinsky. She's not annoying. Off, oh yeah. But in the, but for reasons that shouldn't have been. So it's yeah. kind of like it's self-aware. I think maybe it's taking her traditional cast type like, and yeah, sending a message. Really switching it. Yeah, and it like it means like a double entendre. Also, I think it's cool because I. I don't know. Like nothing, nothing against like teenage girl issues. Obviously, we both have a lot of them, and that's probably what this podcast is going to be mostly about. But, like, the thing is, like, there's, in terms of, like, acting, like, there's not too much, like, meat on those bones to dig into if you have a character like hers. I you know, that. like, I mean, no, I think, well, I think that's unfair. I think Lady Bird, I was irritated because she was kind of just, like, the best friend. Like, which makes sense. Again, that's the plot of the movie. Book smart. I, I was just irritated because it was like, girl, move on. I think, yeah, the Booksmart thing... I mean, I liked your character. I think it was the purpose of it. But yeah, there would be points in the movie where like, she would really annoy... Like, yeah, she'd like, keep bothering her friend to do things her friend didn't want to do. Yeah. And then when her friend wanted to leave, she was like, no. And I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. But I'm going to guess that was intentional, but she's good at it. Yeah, she's good at it. But I think, I think with Monica Lewinsky, like, that entire story, to me, is just tragic. Like, it really is. With Monica Lewinsky? Yeah. yeah, like, and there's, there's so much to unpack with it, and I especially like it because it hasn't been told from this perspective. It has before. like everything under the sun. It has to do first of all, it has it plays into the role of American government. It plays mm-hmm. into the role of being a woman. It plays into the role of being in a position of power and not man. in a position of power. There's the power mm-hmm. of that. There's also the relationship between a woman and her looks. Because she got fat shamed yeah. like hell. Yeah. So, like, if you really look into, like, the story of that scandal, mm-hmm. or, it's not even a scandal, in my opinion. Like, it's just, In like, my opinion, it's literally, like... A coercive relationship between the leader of the free world and a 20-year-old. Intern. And she was, intern. She was in, like, higher... She was an intern. A yeah. A intern. And she was... 
barely like out of college by that point too which in retrospect now that we're in college is not yeah bro imagine (laughs) imagine like also the president coercing you at this age also like yeah so there's so many things playing into it like if you really like dig into it everyone's like oh it's when the president and an intern got it on but it's like if you really look into it it's like well look at all the different things that there's so many power dynamics yeah also the media yeah, the 90s, the media was like crazy in the nineties. Yeah, and so Jesus Christ. the whole thing, like I think, is really interesting. Is like, yeah, it plays into American politics, right? Because then you have all these people that want him impeached. That's the whole thing. You have the incident with the fact that it's coercive, it was a power dynamic, and you mm-hmm. also go into the fact that she was like, one, women get like shamed in the media, right? Like crazy, yeah. especially in the nineties and the two thousands. It was like crazy because the internet didn't exist. So, like, I guess people now have more control. But if you look back mm-hmm. then, like, everything was reliant on, like, paparazzi, TV, and, like, news cycles. So yeah. she was, I don't even, I don't even want to say that she was, like, beat to the bone. Like, that's, I don't even know. It was so bad. It was crazy. Yeah. Her name is forever going to be associated with a blowjob. And a blue dress. And a blue dress. And a, And that's uh, so fucked, because she's so smart. Like, clear, li- li- you know, like, they don't. They don't just pick people off the street to be a White House intern. Like she, she had family connections to the White House. She had a family yeah. friend, and then that's how she got the job. But I'm gonna guess that she was somewhat qualified. They were like yeah. trusting her to give her an internship yeah. at the fucking White House. Like even if you have connections, you don't just put her in that close proximity to the, the leader of the free world. Like yeah, it's not even just like without qualification. Not even the fact that he was a president. He was literally the president of the United States. Yeah. The most powerful man, realistically. Like, it's not even, like... No offense, but, like... Macron? I don't know. Angela Merkin? Angela Merkin, yeah. Birkin? Angela Merkin. Angela Merkin. I love her. Or, like, even, like, Boris... What's his name? What can I not remember? The spider. I don't know. Boris, the the prime minister of the UK. Oh, Boris. They're powerful people, but at the end of the day, like... United States of America, like, and, and like, yeah, and, and we know. say this as people who hate America. Yeah, and if you like, really examine to like the politics of it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it, even just like the political side of how the Republicans were really wanting him off, and the whole thing with like, Fox, like the media stuff yeah. around it in terms of not just Monica, but also in terms of what this means as being a president. Also, kind of fuck Bill Clinton, but that interview with him where he's like. He like does his little speech. He's like, I didn't have sexual visions that morning. <laughs> to the beat, I'm just saying, that was like, there's so many moments. Yeah. Um, that like, I can't imagine it happening like now. To, like, if something like if like being alive during then and finding out like this all happened. Well, but we fucking had that for like four years of hell. Yeah, true. Like it would be like oh, <laughs> new fucking. I mean, obviously, I I think. Like, you know, the vast majority of Trump stuff wasn't, like, entertaining stories of, like, sexual affairs. Like, it was, most of it was fucking horrible. But then every once in a while, you'd get a Stormy Daniels would be like, he has a micro penis and wanted me to pee on him, you know, like, and that stuff was kind of entertaining in a fucked way. But also it was so existential because it's like, Jesus Christ, this man is in the White House. I feel like we're just like, not desensitized, but we're used, like, uh, can I be honest with you? If like a president came out that like they had an affair, 
I I'd be like, I'd not be mm. shocked by it at all. And I guess in the 90s, it was a big thing because it was like family values and. Yeah, I guess so. The nuclear family. But honestly, like today, like if any president, doesn't matter what party, if like they had sexual relations outside their wife, I'd be like, okay. Don't be like, and? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what's the what's the story? Did he get like an STD and spread it around the White House staff? Or like, like what's the. <laughs> I'd just be like, Literally. What? <laughs> yeah, and with Monica Lewinsky, it's really, I mean, good for her, honestly, because she went for so long just being, like, a joke. Like she, her name is a punchline. Like, imagine that. I love her so much. Yeah, no, she's I really her. do. She's... I, I don't know. I like the fact that she can kind of take her... She has the ability to express her side of the story. Yeah. And how she viewed everything. Because I know that she's... Yeah, exactly. She, I don't know if she exactly stated it, but she mentioned something about how, in retrospect, looking back as a thing, like, much older... Mm-hmm. And reviewing on it, she's like, yeah, it was kind of sus. It was very sus. It was very sus. How old was he? He was like, what, like 50 something? Yeah, and I think she was like 21. 20, yeah. That's like, 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 we know 21 year olds. That's crazy. That's literally so fucking sus. Yeah, because I remember thinking 20, like 21 was like mature or old. But now that I'm no. 18, I'm like, that is not old at all. Like, you're, you're still a kid. Yeah. High key. It's ridiculous. And literally, like, again, it's the... It's the president of the United States. Like... Yeah. I, like... Alright. I said I was going to not talk about this stuff on this episode in case my mom listens, but I have to make a point here, which is, like, as a young woman, I have a hard enough time, like, saying no to frat guys. (laughs) When they try to hook up with me, never mind fucking President Bill Clinton. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think it's just a value in women instilled from a young age that, like, you just don't want to say no to men. Even if you don't really want to, you just, I don't know, it's, maybe that's just me, but I, a lot of the time, just I like, feel like it's easier yeah. to just do it than to have to argue about why not to sometimes and that I know that's so fucked up to say and it's horrible to like have to say it but like I think a lot of women kind of feel that way where it's like eh I don't really want to have sex but he does and I don't really want to argue so we'll have sex like and that's just with fucking Kyle from SIG app or something you know <laughs> like that's not even with the fucking president Bill Clinton like imagine I mean well and yeah. like I don't or like any fucking president anyone yeah, and, like... I mean, I think if it were Trump, I would kill myself. Like, on the spot. Yeah. Like, put a bullet in my mouth immediately. But, like, if it's Bill Clinton... No, I'd probably... I mean, I'd probably want to kill myself, too. Mm. The perception of... I like how we're making... Like, the perception Some very good points here, and then we're also talking about whether Bill Clinton was hot enough. I mean, he was the president... He, he wasn't, wasn't like, like I don't think he like, wasn't repulsive. Like Trump, he was like yeah. repulsed. Like I think like Biden, like, ugh, Ted, not right now. Ted Cruz, I think looks like a frog. Oh yeah, Ted Cruz I, again would I put a bullet in my mouth. Chris Christie, no. Ew. I think a can I be honest? I think a good looking underrated politician. Honest opinion, because mm-hmm. everyone's always like John Ossoff. Oh well, uh, he's Barack Obama. He would not have me twice. Oh my God, I think Al Gore. Because I remember he, I watched a video of him in middle school where he was talking about climate change, and he was so ahead of his. He was talking about climate change back in like two thousand. Yeah, or something. Al Gore was. And I find that attractive because he was. I need a visual of him. I can't remember. Like young Al Gore. Um, oh yeah, young Al Gore. He can get it. 
Oh, yeah, like his little, little photo. Oh, he looks like young Al Gore can definitely get it. I think I'm an Al Gore. I think he was cute. Honestly, he's still alive. He is. He's still alive. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what? He divorced his Kipper. wife. Kipper. Kipper. After forty Tipper? years of marriage. What's her real name? It's Mary, Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth. That's she like how some people call me Muffy. It's one of those fucking. Wasp names Tipper, Muffy. Okay, Al Gore. Like Al Gore. Photo looking like a stud. Okay, Al Gore. Right? Yeah, Al Gore. Bill Clinton. I, I don't know if his name was. Maybe when he was like in presidency, he wasn't like super old, but. Yeah, let me see. Like, he, now this he's is like, 1995. I think Bill Clinton now is like old. Like, he's legit. Yeah, like he decaying. literally looks. Yeah. Wait, we're just like pulling he's it out. He's 95. He's right? 95. Um, I mean, he looks like he like mm, he looks like he could cook like a mean hot dog. Like, oh my gosh, that's not him. Not him. Um, oh my gosh, Hillary, with her little black hairband, headband. Sorry. Yeah. No. You know what? No. Mm. Oh. Mm. But it's the president. Cause I mean, I guess okay. If I saw this man walking down the street, no. No. But if I, I saw him in the Oval Office. You have to think of it, like, in context, right? So you know how, like, you can be, like, a really, like, average guy, but if you're, like, an average guy who is, like, the president, there's, like, yeah. it makes you seem more attractive. Yeah. Because it's, like, or, like, people you typically think wouldn't be good-looking, but Or it's, like, it's, like, how a New York 4 is a Utah 9 is a White House 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you're in the Yeah, because you're in the space. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Because your attractiveness varies based on where yeah, you are. But if you're a president and you're, like, at least, like, a five, you're solid. Yeah, because you're still the president. Then, yeah, and then you become, like, you're a ten. Like, do you know, or, like, an eight. I honestly... That's what I honestly believe. In recent history, this is another hot take. I don't think I can think of many presidents who are under fives other than Trump. Trump is Facts. like... Trump, well, first of all, Trump should be six feet under. But... Because we've had He's Biden. just like negative a million. I think Bi- Biden's, Biden's... not ugly. Biden's he's, a five. He's, 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 a, he's a chill guy. When he he's a five. Little, his little sunglasses. Obama's a... Obama's seven. Like, Obama's solid. And we have Cl- Clinton? Trump. Would, Trump, Trump is and cool. we have Clinton. Clinton, I'd say... I'd say a six or seven. What's Bush? Ew. But Bush creeps... I think he has, like, dead eyes. Oh, my God. My mom told me the most insane story. What? Of, wait, no. I cannot actually say this on the podcast. Okay, realize. never mind. Sorry. We want to spare the... Sorry. That's... It's actually, like, it, I would get in trouble if I said <laughs> it on the internet. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> those are our thoughts regarding... <laughs> the Monica, hotness of presidents. And Monica Lewinsky's... Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky's demise, downfall, and rise. She didn't she's, deserve. She's the fucking yeah. phoenix. She's the phoenix. And now she has she a show about her that Beanie Felicine is going to portray her in, and a Ryan Murphy show. And this has inspired me to give Beanie Feldstein another chance. We'll give her a second chance. Give and then she's also um, f- in Funny Girl. Oh, right. That I was kind of pissed crazy? about. She's in... Bro- like, I didn't know she could sing. I want to be in Funny Girl. I don't think she can sing like that. Okay. This this podcast has way too much theater kid energy. Facts. But this is... 
Yeah. But this, we is need the, to these, this is the extent of my theater knowledge. It's Beanie Feldstein. Pretty much ben the Platt. extent of mine, too. And so, I yeah, say basically as a our thoughts major. regarding Beanie Feldstein, Ben Platt, theater. Bill Clinton. The U.S. government. Bill Clinton. Presidents yeah. we think are hot. hot. Presidents we think are yeah. definitely not. So then, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, freshman year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Back to how we became friends. Yeah, so we lived in the same hall, hall the Arts Res College. That was crazy. And um, I don't really... Let's I, do first impressions. My first... Okay, my first impression of you. I think I moved in... I moved in that Friday. So I moved in that Friday. I'd been there for like three or yeah, four days already. So I moved in that Friday. I met... The first person I met was Elle, because she was my mm-hmm. roommate. So I met her, and then she was like... And then we had to do the orientation thing where we sat on the quad. So we sat in the quad in a circle with our entire hall, and, I and that was when I was so high. Yeah. I didn't know. I couldn't memorize a single person's name. I could not, for the love of Oh, me. I couldn't either, but I, I was got, high. I but got everyone confused, and then that was it. And then we walked back. I went to my room, and then you walked in. Mm-hmm. And I think you had... I remember you had your hair up in, like, a poof. Do you remember this? No. You, were, you had your hair up in a poof, and I was like... You were like, hi, I'm Maggie. Like, I was like, okay, hi. I'm Elle's roommate, and then you're like, yeah, hi, and you was, you're like, oh, I was so high at the thing, like, I didn't know what was happening, like, I didn't know what was going on, and I was like, oh, cool, and then I was like, oh, like, I like your hair, because you had a poof, and I was like, what is she doing, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know, I just, like, I just, like, kind of did it out of nowhere, I don't even know how I got it to, like, stay like this, and I was like, oh, cool, and I thought you were really, but because the whole time of all, like, orientation, you and Elle talked the whole time, and yeah. I didn't know how to, like, I was so awkward, so I just was like, oh, okay, like, I just saw you as, like... Oh my god, of, I wanted you to chat with us. So I saw you as, like, Elle's friend, mostly, and, like, the, mm-hmm. the hallmate with the single. Because yeah. I remember you telling me that. And then we went out to the tree, whatever, and we talked. Oh, yeah. And then we talked a lot that night, actually. Yeah. We were talking the whole time we were walking. And then after that, I didn't really... We didn't really talk for a while, because you were, like, everywhere and nowhere. Yeah, we I would... Like, the first, like, two or three weeks of college, I would go... All over the place, I went to, like, every single dorm, every single night, and I would just meet, like, 30 to 50 new people a night, and then never remember any of their names, <laughs> but they remembered me, because I was that random chick who showed up in their hallway, so, like, I've had so many people on campus be like, I met you once freshman year, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that must have been during yeah. that, like, three-week period where I so ran then, around campus. Yeah, and then after that, yeah, I thought you were really fancy and classy and yeah. I thought like I was I was like oh wow like she like has her life together because you're like because I remember when we first came you were like I was like I was such a mess in college like the first week because I know what was happening I remember mm-hmm. like we we're all talking about like how's everyone doing and you were like you know you know it's like we're just adjusting it's a period of adjustment and I was like oh my god <laughs> she like I'm like she's looking at it in such a it's positive light she's using a fucking SAT word SAT work for adjustment? To describe her suddenly to college. Meanwhile, like, I'm freaking out because I don't even know how to, like, use my ID card. And I was like, oh. So I thought, like, you had very much your life together. I thought you were really, like, fancy. And mm-hmm. I thought you were pretty prep. I didn't really... Actually, I didn't really know what preppy was until, like, a good, like, semester here. Because I, really, I never really knew what that was. So I just thought you were really fancy and really nice. I thought you were really um, extroverted. I thought you knew everyone. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, walking around... And everyone would be like, yo, Maggie, yo, hey. And then, yeah, that was my first impression of you, mostly. I thought you were really sweet. You were nice. You, you, could, nice. Do <laughs> you could do hair. I could do a poof. I just you threw do it up. I don't really poof. know what I did. And 
I thought you were really, yeah, like really outgoing and stuff. And then you told me the story about like how your mom was like, just find a couple friends and send them to a tree or first sight. Oh, yeah. And I still remember that, which is really, I think it's pretty yeah. interesting. That story is so, yeah, my mom in college, she, like the first day of classes, met one of her like lifelong college friends in her first class that day. And they had like two or three free hours after. So she was like, hey, do you want to just like go chat and sit outside? And my mom always talks about how the two of them sat underneath this tree at school and like became best friends then. And so my mom was always like, before I was coming to college, she was like, you'll find your friends, you'll find your tree, who knows how long it'll take, (laughs) you know, you'll get there though, don't worry about it. And then I found my tree like my first week. Yeah. And I found my friend my first week, too, but then we didn't talk for two more weeks. But then, yeah, we went, then like... Yeah, there was a period where we just, like, didn't talk or hang out. And it's... I find that really... Because mostly just because it wasn't really about anything. It was just... We, were just, we just hadn't known each other yet. We hadn't yeah. got to know each like, other. We knew of each other, and we had, like, t- spoken once. But then I didn't really think twice about it. I was like, oh, I guess, like, she's someone that I don't know. Yeah. And then the night that I always attributed to... I don't know if you agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that Saturday... And we were, like, in a bathroom. Yeah, that's, we really that's when high, I pinpointed to. running. And, like, yeah. I also have bad memory, so I kind of can't remember much of college before that night. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, little things, but that's, like, the first solid interaction I can think of with you. And I will not be saying names. <laughs> but I remember this night especially because, um, once again... I had gotten high. Carrie was like, oh, like, can I smoke? And I was like, duh, of course. Let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so we took, ju- it was just my pen, but we took my pen into the bathroom and we bump into these two girls in the bathroom and they're, they're talking about this one guy that we know and how he's being so sweet. And when they cuddle, he like holds her and he really listens to like what <laughs> she has to say and what she thinks about things. And like, she can just tell that he really does care about her and that it's not just a hookup. And Carrie and I are standing there like, aww, that's so sweet. And the two girls leave the bathroom and I turn to Carrie and I go, yeah, um, I know that guy. I've been talking to him for a while. He's doing the same exact stuff to me. The only difference is that I know that he's a fuckboy and that poor girl has no clue. (laughs) And she just looked at me like Christmas came early. Like your face just lit up. You were like, ah. I was like... It was so funny. Like, I was like, like oh, did she really just say that? Yeah, like, she's so self-aware. I was like, at least she knows. Yeah. That was hysterical. Of course I know. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah. My first impression of you was the fact that you were really outgoing and nice. I thought you were really fancy and put together. And then that was the first memory I had where like, I genuinely was like, oh, so she, she's really, really funny. Yeah. No, that's my... That's pretty much how I felt. Like, I thought you were nice and sweet. I thought you were a bit shy. Yeah. But then I remember that one night, like, specifically after that conversation, then, as you mentioned before, we, like, ran out of the bathroom, like, crying, laughing, and, like, running down the hallways and stuff. What were we doing? Like, we were literally just... It was, like, you know that scene in Inception? Like, the hallways? Yeah, that's what it felt like. But the thing is, too, what's funny is that, like, we still do that all the time. Like, we'll still just randomly, like run around drunk or high or something and it's still so funny but like that was like that uh, that night could have happened last night you know like from that exact conversation 
Like, literally, pretty much nothing has changed in our friendship yeah. since then. And then the more we started talking, the more I realized we had watched really similar things. I think The Simple mm-hmm. Life was a big one. I think I, I was like... Simple Life I was like, do you like The Simple Life? And you're like, yeah, I love The Simple Life. Because I didn't know a lot of people had seen it. Yeah. Fun Do Better Trivia... This the complex life was gonna be the name of this. We oh we should talk about that too. We came up with the concept for do better in the Bahamas and spent a full forty minute cab ride talking about this Essentials. theoretical podcast that was gonna be called the complex life. And and we both kind of were serious but didn't want to say we were serious. And then a few nights later, I Facetimed her for like six hours straight. And we started talking about do better, and we, you, you were in Hong Kong at the time. And I was in quarantine. And I was in Connecticut again, and we wrote a whole list of guest stars and like ideas yeah. for the podcast. Just wait, just wait, just wait. You until have some good stuff. All come wait to until fruition. Black Skinhead Extraordinaire Thomas <laughs> McKillop comes on the podcast. No, literally. Tom, I know you're not listening to this, and I love you anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's funny that we're... I don't know. It's funny, because that was back in, like, I think, like, June, and now it's September. But it yeah. feels like yesterday. Like, it feels like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, has anyone else just felt like time hasn't been real in a long time? Yeah, and I, 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 I'm kind of convinced. It's, like, happened since COVID, and I've recovered from COVID, but I highly feel like COVID killed, like, 50% of my brain cells. Oh, I think so. I don't think I've ever fully recovered from it. I don't think I ever will. I don't think I ever will, either. Um, it's, like, it, like, COVID is, like, as if your body and soul and brain were deep fried, and now you're just left fried. Because, like, I yeah. remember, like, the solid two months... That I, after I had COVID, I was so in a bad, like, I felt like I wasn't real. I felt like I was looking at myself through, like, a computer monitor. Yeah, well, I, again, as we all know all too well, I went through that, like, massive depressive episode during COVID. And I fully attribute it, or after COVID, during the summer, I fully attribute it to my COVID experience. COVID was the worst thing that ever happened to me, hands yeah, down. Please do not get... COVID... Honestly, this sounds so stupid, but COVID sucks. No, it we really does. It's so horrible. We are so pro-vaccine, pro-mask on this podcast. Please do not get it twisted, honey. <laughs> um, if you've had COVID, you know. It's fucking terrible. COVID's terrible. So just... I know masks suck. I have to wear them, too, but keep wearing them. Yeah, I was in Hong Kong for the summer, and, like, there's, like, no COVID cases there, but I go there, and every single person's wearing a mask. They're Mm -hmm. not wearing it below their nose. They're wearing it fully. Even if we're, like, on a street where there's, like, very little people, there's, like, let's say someone across the street, and Mm -hmm. there's no one there, they still wear their mask. And I'm the asshole who, like, puts it below their nose (laughs) so I can walk uphill. But it's crazy. Like, they genuinely do wear it, like, very thoroughly. what you should... Do. I don't like it. Do just, better. Do better. Wear your fucking masks, you get freaks. Fucking vaccinated. Do you want to look like a Republican? I don't think you should. Yeah, get please. Like please wear your mask. You essentially have a thing that could prevent the thing from getting worse. Yeah. You're not getting it. It's I don't understand like the math. Like what? Because you're scared of what? There's a chip. I'm sorry, but why do you think Bro. you're so important 
that the government wants to track. Yeah, literally, you. like, what are you fucking why? Edward Snowden? Like, you're gonna crack into the database of this CIA? Like, here's here's actually, uh, this champagne's like starting to hit me now, so this is gonna probably get messy, but that's fun. Here's what I'm wondering: How many anti-maskers actually like voted? Like. Actually, probably, like, a concerning number, and they probably voted in concerning places. But I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of these people who aren't wearing masks aren't even people who, like, participate in their civic duties as as citizens of this nation. So it's like, why are you so concerned? If you didn't vote in the last election, why are you so concerned that the government is so obsessed with you and so in love with you that they're going to plant a microchip in just to make sure they're never going to lose you? Yeah. The government doesn't fucking care about you. Where are you going? You like, live in question. Kansas. If you died in a ditch, like, the government wouldn't give a shit. The government like, doesn't care about these people really in the first place, if you really Government doesn't care about anyone. There's, there's water with lead in it and flint, and the U.S. government has not done anything really about yeah. it. So you think they care about you minding your own business, being stupid? Well, they not. Like, at least get a... Like, what? The vaccine's going to track you. What are you doing that's so significant to society that you need to be monitored? <laughs> are you, like, a... What, what are, are you, you doing? Yeah, what are you... I'm concerned for you, then. What are you yeah. doing? What are, what, are, what are Why are you so scared of having a microchip put in you? I'll put 50 microchips in my body. I don't care. I would, Call me a chocolate I chip cookie. I would turn I my care. entire body into a microchip if it would end COVID for everyone. I'd take all the microchips. You'd be a martyr. I'd be a fucking martyr. Because I understand how public health crises work. They're going to name hospitals after you. The Margaret J. Hunter Memorial Hospital. Yeah, and it's a picture of you like... You're welcome. Martyr me. You're welcome, everyone. Welcome. I look like a fucking chicken pox patient now (laughs) because I took all the microchips from the psychopaths who didn't want them or whatever. Yeah, but please get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Honestly, like... It doesn't do shit to you except keep you safe. Like, I didn't have side effects, really. Yeah, and also... Did I say that I tried getting a new vaccine because I lost my vaccine card? Mm-hmm. I tried getting a new one at um, the CVS that I went to, and the guy was like, we can't do that anymore. We're not allowed to give out uh, CDC cards anymore. The government changed it. And I was like, are you... So what am I supposed to do? He's like, go on the website and get it printed. And I was like, but like, what website? So I, I still can't figure out how I'm going to get like textual evidence that I'm vaccinated. But that's another problem for another day. Didn't you take a picture of it at some point? I have a picture of it. Do you think a picture is, like, sufficient for just anything? I mean, if there's a way to, like... If I want to go to, like, like a restaurant... Print it. Or, oh. A restaurant? What restaurant? Like, if I have to go to, like, a restaurant, I'm like, you need to vaccinate it. I can just show a photo of it. It should be fine, right? That's what I'm guessing. Well, here, no one will ask. Well, here, no. <laughs> here, no. And, yeah, when you go back home... Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, try to get a new card, I'd say, but a photo, maybe. But, um, yeah, moral of the story, do better and get vaccinated for the people. Do better and get yeah, vaccinated. Please. It's not that hard. It, again, it doesn't even hurt. Like, just there's work. be fucking responsible, have some compassion Literally. for other I'm people. Sorry, yeah, the insertion of my IUD was probably more painful than yeah. my vaccine. And my IUD thing didn't even hurt. It was, like, a 30-second cramp. Yeah. Like, get a vaccine. Yeah. You guys are gross. Fucking babies. Children. Inject yourself today. Anyways. <laughs> Next topic. Next topic. Um, okay. 
So, next, we're going to talk about why we're doing this. Being completely honest with you, I think it comes from a place where Maggie and I think we're legitimate um, sources of comedy. <laughs> we are. Not in, like, ha-ha-ha, like, SNL way. More of, like... Like a narcissistic Paris Hilton type of way. Like, yeah, in that... If you get it, you get it, and if you don't, you don't. Yeah, so if you literally hate us, that's okay. That's really that's, fine. That's a somewhat common opinion. That's kind of the point, if you think it's, about it. It's why people watch the Kardashians, you know? <laughs> you think I like Kylie Jenner? I don't like her. I think she's entertaining and funny, like, accidentally. Yeah. We're not, like... I would say that we're not necessarily, like, crack a lack crack a lack and a joke funny but we're more like no. observe like just observe and sit back yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah and we thought it'd be interesting to try and document our conversations because they go left they go like haywire because we have the thing is if i'm not in my room i'm probably in carrie's and vice versa like we don't <laughs> do anything we really do. other than sometimes go to class and like hang out with each other so like we just have so many cracked out great conversations all the time because we don't do anything else and we'll literally like our daily routine is like go to a class or two and then sit for like five hours and talk yeah we're each other's like cats that's how i see it yeah and like i think it's interesting i think it's i don't know but we want to do it because also, why the fuck not, you know? Yeah. Why not take initiative and just do something that's fucking weird? Yeah. Because realistically speaking, we're sitting on your dorm room floor on a Sunday. But... Yeah, it's the Lord's Day, though. It's the Lord's Day. And so it's Do Better Day. Do Better Day. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. But why not? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think it's fun. I think, first of all... I think it's good that this episode, we're, like, sober, relatively. Yeah. Because we can introduce it. But I also think it'll be even more funny when we get, like, sloshed in future episodes. Yeah. And also, I think that we have very interesting opinions on things. Yeah, we Definitely. do. And we're on the same page about them, usually. That's the strange part. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of things Maggie and I are on the same page about. Mm-hmm. Most things. I'm gonna, like, what? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Army Hammer. Army Hammer? Okay. No. We're going to get canceled within the first episode. I don't approve of Army Hammer, like, invasively DMing women Mm -hmm. and having assault cases against them. But if you looked at an article title, this celebrity, not Army Hammer, but this celebrity is into cannibalism. But there's evidence that they've never done it. Does that, like, need canceling? Like, he's... Not Army Hammer, though. I'm not referring to Army. <laughs> As if I fucking know him. I'm, like, I'm referring to Army. <laughs> and my thing is... I can't. My thing is, I don't like the guy. You know? Like, it's clear that he is toxic. He's weird. He's a He's weird fucking guy. weird. He has some deep, deep, deep-rooted issues. That's so obvious. Again, I hate that he's just, like, DMing women out of... Where I hate that he's married and has a kid and, and is like doing a, that. Ugh. And he's sending, like, freaky shit. Facts. But the thing is, is he a cannibal? 
No. He's never actually, like, grilled a woman's ribs and eaten yeah. them. Like, cancel Army Hammer for being, like, sexual assaulting or, like, being sexually, like, pervasive. Yeah. Crossing boundaries. But don't cancel him for cannibalism. Because he's not a cannibal. I mean, well, I don't know. I guess, I guess it depends on if your definition of cannibalism... I would say he's not a cannibal because he hasn't done the act. Well, no. I think, actually, no. Here's what I think. I think he is a cannibal, but hasn't done anything on it. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like you cancel him. Like, cancel him for all the other stuff. Like, that I agree with. But don't but cancel you can't, him for being a cannibal that's never actually actively ate a person. Because the thing is, then it's just sensationalism. Like, it's just... It detracts from the actual story of why yeah, he should not be allowed to have a career. Because the, the thing is... And maybe maybe I'm gonna take this very very far. This people may not like this, but this is my opinion. Because when he was asked about it, he was like, "Well, it's kink, like it's the private stuff that we're into that is never meant to become pr- public. Like right. it's it's kink." My thing is, he had a point there because you know what? If he's into cannibalistic threats or whatever his partner's into it they do that in the bedroom they're both consenting that's okay the issue isn't that he's like he has like a cannibal kink it's that his partners don't and he was clearly like forcing himself upon them and trying to coerce them into this type of thing that they very clearly many times said they didn't want right i don't know if that makes sense like i mean obviously no, like, I'm not a cannibal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to sleep with like, a cannibal. I wouldn't want a guy trying just, to be like, yeah, I want to munch on your rib. Here's the problem with sen- oh, sorry, but because it's twisting the he, issue. Yeah, here's the problem with sensationalism. When I first found out about Army Hammer and why people were pissed at him, my assumption was the fact you need to get a really big head of that. She's a little, she's she's subtle. But anyways, the thing about it is that I had no idea about any of this regarding like sexual harassment or like encroaching on boundaries. Like I had no idea about. I looked at a freaking article and said, Army Hammer is a cannibal. And I thought in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. But it said, like, in the hyperlink or whatever, it's like, it's like, it said, like, Army Hammer is accused of, like, saying cannibal, like, things to other women. But this is mm. after he filed for divorce. So I was like, oh, he's single and he's talking to girls about, like, wanting to eat their leg. But I assumed <laughs> under the head of, because t- the title said Army Hammer is a cannibal or whatever. In my mind, I'm assuming that, like, everything playing out was consensual but that is a problem with sensationalism yeah and the modern news system is that they mm-hmm. only want clickbait so you don't understand the actual issue at hand so exactly if you have someone who's not willing to look into anything deeper than a title or a hyperlink or one article they're gonna be like it's ridiculous the army hammer well first of all it's fuck army hammer being cannibal it's weird but like yeah they don't understand the extent in which what he was doing yeah because the problem again like that's exactly what i was saying like the problem isn't that he's a cannibal. If his partners were consenting to that, and that's a private choice, like, ob- obviously it's legal, but, like, fine, whatever. It's gross, it's illegal, but if they're both into that, they're consenting adults, whatever. The issue isn't that he's a cannibal, it's that he's an abuser. Yeah, but it, that's the point, right? And he coerced yeah. these young women into sexual relationships outside of his wife's knowledge, outside of his relationship, he talked to them in ways that they were not comfortable with. He threatened their livelihoods and stuff. Like, the, that's what I mean by, like, Army Hammer's, like, like he's gotten 
like the press has done a bad way of telling his story. Yeah. Not in a not in a pity him. He's never actually no. done cannibalism, so he's a good guy type of way. But he is a bad guy. But they're telling it in the wrong way. Right, like he's a cannibal, so of course people are going to focus on that aspect of it. But like that's not, not the problem. Focus on the implications of it. Yeah. Right. Like, so that's the argument that we're making, right? Yeah. It's the fact that it's complete two different issues. Like, fuck Amy Hammer for that. But do you deserve to be yeah. canceled for a can- for being a cannibal if you've never actually committed cannibalism? No, he deserves to be canceled because he's that an abuser. Yeah. But also, I think there's so many worse. I honestly think, like, there are people out there who have said the worst things about other people in terms of their race or their religion. Very, like, hateful stuff, offensive things, mm-hmm. offensive whatever. That crosses a lot. Like, I'm not saying, like, I can't take a joke. Because if any, I can take a joke, honestly, speaking. I don't really get offended yeah. by this person. But, like, if you're going to make a joke that's just, comp- not even a joke. If you make comments, like, that guy from Seinfeld... Well, he's canceled now, but he like went on a huge like anti like anti yeah. I think it was like, the Laugh Factory that. or the comedy show. Yeah, a heckler who was a black guy. That is fucked. That I think is way worse than someone who's like, I want to eat a leg. It's like yeah. okay, well you're not like, are you gonna eat a leg? Yeah, but I'm not talking about Army Hammer in that way. I'm talking about someone like a hypothetical yeah. individual. No, I think my thing with Army Hammer is just that it actually kind of like circles back to the Bill Clinton type of thing where it's like you have this guy who's in a position of power and he's using that power to like get young women into bed with him yeah and I feel like you see that he's using his influence as like a handsome young actor He's, like, trying to make these women feel like, oh, you're special. Like, my wife doesn't understand. Yeah. You're so special to me. I'm just acting this way because I'm protective of you. I want to grill your ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, like, that's, again, that's him using his power and his influence to harm young women because he knows that he can get away with it. Yeah. And a big thing I have tying back to the idea of, like, young women it's like just because you're 18 or 20 or 21 doesn't mean you're not yeah just because you go from what is the real difference between 17 and 18 no literally i was talking about this the other day like think about it who's i I think i was talking about it with michelle because yeah because michelle and i we were walking down to the calf to get lunch and this, like, old man in a convertible, like, drives past us, like, is leaning out of the car window and, like, oogling us. And we were both really uncomfortable. And we started talking about, like, my issue with that thing is this man was, like, 65, 70. Like, he was old. You could tell. Yeah. It was visible. He's driving around a college campus looking at young women. And my thing is, so... At 11.59, the day before your 18th birthday, you're a minor. Two minutes later... You're an adult. Suddenly, you could have sex with a 90-year-old, and there would be no punishment for that. But that's fucked. It's been two minutes. Yeah, and it's fucked because I know that there's so many people out there, like, mostly... I'm going to talk about the context of men, because we're talking about the context of young women, not to exclude or anything, but, like, it's, like, that group of people that's, like that, like, wait till girls are legal to do something with them. It's like, like if, Billie if, Eilish. if the law was the fact that you're an adult when you're 14, they would go for 14-year-olds. Yeah. I'm just fucking that's saying. That's fucked. Yeah, no, if that's so law, true, and it's so fucked. If the so law fucked. is the only thing stopping you, like, 
I don't know what to tell. Like, I'm just saying. Like, I think that yeah. is so weird. Because looking to when I was 16 or 15 or whatever, it's, like, crazy. Yeah. Especially because when you're at that age, what's really harmful is, like, you think you know everything. I mean, we think we know everything yeah. now. But we don't. But I feel like we're more aware of it. But when you're 15, 16, you don't care. Like, you think you genuinely know. And you think it's, like, I would... When I was that age, I would, like, talk with guys and stuff who were in college. And because the thing is, you think you know everything, and you think that they believe that, too. Like, you think that they're talking to you because you're mature, and you're you're not like other girls. Like, you're different. You're more mature yeah. than other girls your age. Like, why else would a 20-year-old be talking to a 15-year-old? Like, it's because I'm mature. Yeah. And I'm deserving of this attention. Yeah. But the thing is, it's literally not. It's because he's a fucking creep, and he knows that a 15-year-old is easier to trick That's fast, than yeah. someone who has more experience. So it's, like, that whole type of dynamic. Like, if you're... If whoever is listening to this is, like, a 15-year-old girl and not just my mom, then, like, don't... Just don't go for guys out of your age range. Like, genuinely. I hate to, like, say this, but it's not because you're special. Yeah. It's just because you're dumb and young and easy to trick. Yeah, and, like, when I was 15, like, I thought it was, like... If I could get an older guy, I thought it was, like, an accomplishment. Yeah. And that, it's not really... I mean, in retrospect, it's not really the fault in the... It's, like, the fault in the culture, right? It's yeah, like, it's rape this, culture. There's this perception that, like, guys, older men, are more mature, and they know they're responsible, they know what they're doing, they'll, like... They, like, they're not as... And that girls mature age. faster than guys, yeah. so you should go after yeah. older guys. So, like, I used to think, like, college guys were super mature. And yeah, like, same. They, they're fucking that, idiots! Now that I'm in college... Oh, my God. Like, they're fucking like, idiots. Now that I'm in college, it's like, who are you as a sophomore or junior in college to be going after a 16-year-old? Whether yeah. you're a female or a male. Yeah. Like, can you... I can't even imagine seeing a fucking like, a high school junior as anywhere near in terms of life. Because, like I said, there's no real inherent difference between 17 and 18, but there is an inherent difference between being a senior or a junior in high school and a freshman or sophomore in college. Definitely. That is something I will, like, die by, honestly. And, like, the thing is, like, like, I went last year during winter break, I went back to my high school, and they all seemed like fucking children to me. And they were people who I was in school the month before. Like, I was seeing people who I used to eat lunch with every day. Like, they were my best friends in yeah. high school, but they were just a year below me, which in high school, that feels like nothing. Suddenly, you go back six months later, and it's so fucking yeah. clear that they're in high school. Because it's like, the freshman, I think freshman year of college is the most concentrated, it's one of growth. the most concentrated times of your life in terms of growth, in terms of just developing, in terms of change life and lifestyle. Change. Everything changes, especially first semester. Yeah. First semester is like, I don't know, it's the most, just everything happens. Mm-hmm. Like that, like first semester feels like a year. Yeah. Because you learn and you pick up things quick and everything is so different. It's the most sudden change you'll probably go through. Yeah. In one of the areas of your life. Definitely. So by the time you finish first semester of, col- of college, you feel. Whatever you were senior year is completely different. Yeah. And that's what, like, a six, seven-month difference only, really. 
So when I say that there's a difference between 17 and 18, I'm in terms of age. Like if you're going from like 17, 18 in high school or 17, 18 in college, but if you're going from like junior, senior in high school to a freshman or sophomore in college, those are just completely different, completely different stages of your life. Yeah. Like, that's my honest opinion. And so when I can't even fathom like some of my friends who dated college girls or college guys, now that I'm in college, it's so like what it is that they're necessarily thinking of or doing. Or maybe, like, that's my whole perception of it. Now that I've gone to college, I have a completely different view of it. Yeah. Because in my mind, when I was in high school, I was like, well, it's only, like, a two-year difference. Yeah, exactly. And now that I'm out of it, I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. Like, like that doesn't work for me. Yeah, like, when I was a kid, like, I didn't really think there was anything wrong with, like, a college student dating someone, let's say, that was, like, 28. Yeah, I didn't either. But I, now I that did I'm it. in college, <laughs> it's, like, Now it's crazy. fucking weird. It's getting weird. It's getting super weird. Yeah. But that's just my opinion on it, honestly. The whole thing with... Agreed. Like, yeah. That's mostly it, though. Yeah. And so, anyways, do better. Do better. Don't date you. high schoolers. We're here for you. We're here for you. Okay, we're back. Do you All want right. to introduce? So, <laughs> another... So we've had hot takes, and now we're going to have a thing called... Well, we're we're going to have the big three. Mm-hmm. And it's a reference towards your sun, moon, and rising in astrology, because, yeah, of course, we're fucking... We're astrology astro- bitches. We're fucking astrology bitches. Could so. you not tell from our voices? So we're like, oh, We yeah. sound like astrology bitches. So my bitches. big three, really quickly, is I'm a Libra rising, mm-hmm. a Libra sun, and I'm an Aries moon. Double Libra. I'm a double Libra. I'm a Cancer sun, a Gemini moon, and a Scorpio rising. And so what we're going to do is we're going to turn our heads. We'll have the sun, moon, and rising. Top off the champagne. But instead of a sign, we'll have characters from TV shows that we like. So Mm -hmm. the first show we're going to do, of course, is Sex and the City. Duh. Which is a classic. The theme song, we never skip. Okay, we have to stop this now. So yeah. So we'll start with Maggie. Yeah. Sun, moon, and rising. So sun is scary. Sun is scary. I think it has to be. I took, I took that. I don't know if anyone else remembers, but there was that like big, like character, character yeah. quiz going around where it like ranked you out of all the characters like ever. Yeah. In like order. Number one for me was Carrie Bradshaw with ninety eight percent accuracy. <laughs> Which, if you watch the show, is kind of an insult, to be honest. Carrie's not the best. The more you watch the show and you more you like, kind of, like, pay attention, the more you're just, like, Carrie's... The worst. Of, like, she's kind of the worst. She's very, like... Yeah. Just, like, entitlement. Like, she's... Yeah, like, she's not... I don't feel like you should... I don't think your takeaway from that show should be wanting to be her. Carrie. But... In many ways, I am her, and that, that kind of can't be changed. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm... I like to think that I'm... I have her fun spirit, her, like, social energy. You have, like, the char- her, her characteristics in that, like, you're fun, you, like, have a good time, you're a writer. Yeah, I have, like, a love of beautiful things. Yeah, you, like, love shoes. I love people. Fashion. Yeah. It's just, I don't think you have a lot of her maybe negative traits in which, like... Yeah. She tends... I think that she is just incredibly entitled at moments. Yeah. And that she feels entitled to people. Like, she feels entitled to people's time. Especially, yeah. like, when it comes to, like, Mr. Big. 
Like, she literally cheated on him because he didn't say I love you within That's so dumb. And that is something very carry of her to do. That's so dumb. I get it. If, if it's been, like, two months since you said I love you to your partner or something and they haven't said it back, clearly there's an issue there. Yeah. It's been, like, a week. Like, everyone says yeah. it on their own she, time. Like, calm t- down, girl. She has a tendency to kind of, like, jump the gun on things. But you don't do that. Yeah. I think things more through. Which is why you're, like, a Charlotte Rising. I think I'm a Charlotte Rising because Rising is, like... It's. I said I'm a, an astrology bitch. It's kind of a lie. I kind of don't know what I'm talking about. But to my understanding, a rising is like your the kind of. It's like your exterior. It's kind of how people. Your sun how is how people see you. I mean, your sun is how kind of people see you. But your rising, I think, more has to do with who you are. Wait, I'm trying to like figure this out. I think your rising is like the mask that you show to the world and how people perceive you. It's like your shell, and I think that I'm a Charlotte. I'm a Charlotte rising because even like your first impression of me when you were like, oh, yeah. I thought you were super preppy, like fancy, like oh. put together. So your rising sign is your social personality and it represents your physical body and outward style. Think of it as the energies you put into the world. So it's what you put into the world. Your sun represents your core self and the moon represents your inner self. The rising sign is all about how you present yourself. Maybe it's the inverse then. So maybe I think you're a Charlotte sun and then a Carrie rising. I think so actually. I think it's more accurate. Yeah. And then I think I'm a I think I'm actually also a Carrie moon. Actually. Yeah. Because I, I express that. my emotions. I'm a very emotional person. Like, I wear my heart very close to my skin or on my sleeve or whatever that saying is. I kind of can overreact. I kind of, I, like, I will admit, I kind of can feel entitled to people's time yeah. and stuff. Yourself? And I work on it. Like, I think that's the thing. Carrie doesn't she give does a shit. She does not. She doesn't give a shit. I I have a lot more self-awareness. But I think that in terms of how I emotionally react, I think it's a lot, Carrie, too. Yeah. Because I can get irrational and kind of quick to anxiety yeah. or sadness or temper, depending on the situation. I feel like you're quick to jump onto your emotions, but you're not quick to jump on situations and, like, the what-ifs of a situation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's more about, like, your emotions, but you don't actually, like, overanalyze or overstep, like, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh my god, you don't jump the gun on an assumption. Yeah. But you do that with your emotions in terms of what you're feeling. Yeah, so you I take think... take action on it. Carrie I think does and that. that's the thing, because Carrie, like, Carrie obviously would be a Carrie son, too, duh. But, like, I think that's where, if I were a Carrie son, that's what would cause me to jump and act on those types of things. Because your son is, like, your core being and stuff. But I think because my core being is Charlotte, even though I feel all of those emotions, I still try to keep them in check until I've come... Until I've really worked out how they feel. And I think a big part of, like, your Charlotte rising, that you are kind of a romanticist. Oh, I definitely am. Like, Carrie does not... Like, she was literally in a healthy relationship with that one guy, right? And she got... Was like, I don't... She got anxious over the fact that he was perfect. Because everything she wanted from Big, he did it fine. And so, like... She yeah. she kind of has this desire for kind of like not an instability, but maybe. But like I feel like Charlotte is very much more hard eyes on life and like love, yeah. or maybe love itself. Yeah, like she loves the idea of just like having a partner and like cooking and like yeah, and that's all this shit that I like. Like the domestic part parts of it. Carrie's not very domestic. I feel I'm like. a domestic person. I I mean. For visual purposes, right now we're sitting in my room, which is all like fresh linens and like, like, 
Persian rugs and candles, and it's very Charlotte. Yeah, so I feel like, like I like a home. That's I a like good a good assessment. Design. You're a Carrie Sun, a Charlotte Rising, and, and that's a Carrie actually Moon. Jesus Christ. When you think about it, Jesus Christ used the Lord's name in vain on this Do Better Sunday. Um, but when you think about it, it's like Charlotte. Like my my son is Cancer. Charlotte kind of equates to Cancer, and then. My rising and moon are Gemini and Scorpio, which is a lot more Carrie. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That's a good assessment. I think we did a pretty solid job on that one. Yeah. So we got me down. What are you feeling for you? What are your gut instincts? I don't really know. I don't really relate to a lot of the characters. I would say that I'm... I'm trying to... You have Samantha in there somewhere. You think so? Definitely. I think... You're too fun to not. Maybe? Yeah. I'm trying to think about the sentiment. (laughs) I don't know. This is really interesting. I think maybe I'm... I think I'm a Miranda... I don't think I'm a Miranda Moon. Maybe I'm a Miranda... Hmm. I'm either... I feel like I'm a Miranda Sun for some reason. She's really cynical and realistic. Yeah, I think you're a Miranda Sun. She doesn't really seem to really care about anything besides the things that she... She, like... She has very little fucks to give. Yeah. And the little fucks that she had does have to give, she gives a lot of fucks about. Yeah. Which is, like, her job, which is about her fucking dreams, her mm-hmm. fucking apartment that she wants. Really, yeah, she's a very driven woman. Um, yeah, and, like, honestly, yeah, it's just the difference between me and Marina is that I don't... <laughs> I only really care about, like, stupid things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I relate to her in terms of being, like, only really caring about a couple of things and really caring about it. But I also, how I would not treat Steve the way that she treats Steve. Yeah. I wouldn't really, I've never had a point in my life where I prioritized work over boys, which is probably a really bad habit. <laughs> so maybe I have a little... No, we're allowed to do that, right? Mm. Yeah, and then... I don't know, we Samantha? should maybe be getting our degrees. But we yeah. also don't know what our degrees are, so yeah. it's fine. I think maybe I'm a Samantha Moon. Mm. Or I don't know. I think you're a Samantha rising. Yeah? I think that's, like, the energy that you give to the world. Like, once you get more comfortable, because, again, you are, like, a bit shy at first, but once you get comfortable... That's my Miranda rising. Or, like, if you have someone to, like, break you out of your shell. Like, I feel like even if the two of us are meeting new people, neither of us are really shy because we have each other. Yeah. And so we balance each other out. But, like, by yourself, you can be a bit shy when meeting new people and stuff. Yeah. But I still think, like, once once you get over that, like, initial anxiety, I, I think you're a Samantha. Yeah, she likes to have a good time. Yeah. She's not here for a long time. She's here for a good time. Yeah. I'd say it's very me. I, I don't take really, really anything too seriously. I try not to. I try it's to just quality. Yeah, and I feel like... And I do agree with Samantha in her terms of, like, like who cares Mm-hmm. Like, I think her and Miranda share something that, like, they really have very little fucks to give on very little things. Yeah, and then Charlotte and Carrie have Carol too many two fucks, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. so me. So then, yeah, and then I feel like my moon... I feel like you might be a Car- Carrie I feel like moon, too. Carrie moon, too, because she, like, with me, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a lot of, like, mood swings. Like, I literally, mm-hmm. like, I, like... No, my so mood is very dependent on environment and people. So because of it, it's never... De- there's no independent factor it relies on. Yeah. And I feel like Carrie is kind of the same way in that she has a lot of, like, turbulency in her emotions. Especially throughout, like, 
the seasons, especially with Big and like her yeah. whole thing with like freaking. Also, her buying like four hundred dollars shoes and not so food. us. Yeah, and I feel like I share a lot of qualities in terms of her, and I think that Carrie seems really bright and cute, which is great. But like, I think Carrie also has like this edge to her. Mm-hmm. I think her. I think Definitely. Carrie and Samantha have an edge to them a little bit, but I think that Carrie has this edge to her that people don't really notice until you kind of get to like watch more of the episodes and realize like, oh, like, and that's kind of when that side of Carrie comes out where she's not just one dimensionally. Like I'm a writer. Like I write about sex and I'm a sex columnist and I am living a life. But it's like she also has like this depth to her, which I think makes yeah. her an interesting character, honestly. But. No, yeah. I also think that us both being Carrie Moons would explain why we communicate so well, too. Yeah. Because, it, again, it explains the, like, unspoken thing. We're, like, from the outside. Like, we always... Carrie and I always joke about how, like, we always are looking like we're two completely different people. Like, it's always, like... I don't even know how to put it. Like, like pixie dust be, girlfriend and, and bra girlfriend. Like, what Maggie is that will called? literally be in, like, a cute little, like, pink jean with a cute little, like, white ruffle top. Like, she looks so angelic. Yeah. And I'll come out in, like, a full, like, a black miniskirt and, like, a black, black tank thigh top. Thigh-high boots. Thigh-high boots covered in, like, fake tattoos. And we'll be like, let's go to Bostwick. Yeah, like, <laughs> we look like... school food. We look like... Two porn stars from completely different dramas or genres. Yeah, definitely. Like you look definitely. like a you you look like a like a latex hardcore <laughs> porn, and then I look like schoolgirl porn. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think you can, and that sounds so fucked up. I hope yeah, that like people like, knew what I meant. You're like Princess Bubblegum. Yeah, and, and you're I'm Marceline. Marceline. And I've had, I've had some people tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, that's where it makes sense that, like, our rising and our sun is different. Yeah. But then we're like the reason Dave. we're such good friends is because our moons are insane. So we understand our emotional kind of... We understand the sways of our emotions. And we kind of understand, like, what the other person needs when they're talking about their inner thoughts. Yeah. And, like, emotions or feelings. Which is really rare, honestly. You don't really get that in a lot of people. That's something that, like, yeah. is more difficult to find. But I think that's what it is, because, again, what did I say? I was a Miranda... Miranda Mar- Sun, Samantha Rising, Rising, Carrie Moon. Carrie Moon. You're Carrie Moon, Carrie... Rising, Rising Charlotte Sun. That makes... I think that makes pretty solid I sense. I think it makes sense. There you fucking go. There we go. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. Ooh, that Please nice watch thing. Sex in the City. Please watch Sex in the City. Also, please keep listening to Do Better. It was... I don't know when this will be posted because we're, well, we're actually not that busy, but we're just lazy. <laughs> so it's not that we might be so busy that this won't be posted. It's, it's more just yeah. that we're lazy. So who knows when this will ever go up. Yes. But hopefully soon and hopefully every Sunday we'll record a new one. Yeah. So stick around or maybe hopefully we'll stick around. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll all stick around. And- and support each other. Support each other. And, and we'll make content for you. And hopefully you'll listen. Whoever you are. Hi, yes. Mom. Hi, Becky Floodtide. <laughs> Becky Floodtide. Yes. Now we've given away our location, my mother's Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> my social security number uh, My is, passport number. <laughs> my credit card number is yeah. 6969. Um, <laughs> the security code is 420. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. This has been Do Better. We hope that we have done better, and we hope that you will too. Thank you. Have a good evening.